everybody, welcome back to the Far Up Podcast. My name is Tom Perry. Oh, wait, wait, oh, wrong, wait, 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 oh, got, got the uh, wrong thing, all right. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. This is Todd Perry, the writer means the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? The left of me is the great Oscar Taeda. What's up? A little beady eye opening to the show here. Yeah. Big horns, big fat horns on the beady eye track, love it. So, on today's show... We're going to uh, do a little bit more. The third episode of doing a My Strange Addiction from K uh, from TLC. Some oh. of the strangest addictions that people are dealing with from around the world. I know we've got our share. Mm. This is some funky-ass shit, though. Yeah, like, what's these, that? These people are fucking cray. Yeah. Yeah. We've Before, we've had people who were addicted to eating couches. We've had uh, a guy who uh, made love to H- his humped car. his car. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that stuck I'm out to me. I love my car. Oh, I, I like it. I like my my Malibu, but Kinda I'm feel I, I'm not my... about to start humping it. Mm. You know, I don't know if I feel that way about my uh, Nissan. I, mm. I, I I just don't feel like me and my Nissan Versa have that have a sexual relationship you're, yet. You're not going up the tailpipe. No, when I had my Lincoln mm. Continental, I thought about it sometimes. Mm. I have a thing for Asians, but not my car. Oh, yeah? It is a Honda. You want to talk about that a little bit? No, I'm good. Oscar Taid is in the house. What you gonna do, Oscar? What are you promoting today? Mm, not nothing today. God damn nothing it! Nothing special. You're never promoting anything. We have people that uh, you know they do their own podcast, everything. They come on here, but Oscar just. Uh, I'll be hanging out. As uh, they said, uh, the Beastie Boys uh, on the ill communication record, Bismarcky appears courtesy of his goddamn self. There you go. And so does Oscar Taeda. That's what he's here for. Now, did you guys notice anything missing when he came over to my? My uh, my house tonight, because it's a Saturday night. Your balls. <laughs> That's no, my balls night. are back. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! For a reason. Well, I I did notice that the place you know Dude, was was a bit of a muck. I did not notice anything missing. I noticed an uh, an odd addition. Mm. What was this? You've created your house is now into like this odd pet jail. Jail, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you've you've you basically you've taken out an entire doorway so that your dog could. I don't understand what's going on. It looks, it's like the it, strangest. It thing. looks institutionalized. Yeah, your house is looking you, a bit institutionalized. What is what it going is it? on with that, dude? Okay, so if you come into my house, you come into the living room. It's a very homey living room. I'd say it's uh, it's kind of a. It's, it's it's kind of cheek. It's kind of chic. It's kind of it's kind of a little, little you know. We got a nice like hipster paint job in there. Very it's Niles a, Rogers, you know. <laughs> very shabby chic uh, living room, but the doorway into the kitchen when uh, during the the work week or whatever when uh, my uh, wife and I are at work, okay. the dog lives in the kitchen. And in the backyard, we have a big backyard, so the dog has plenty of places to run, but we don't want him in the living room because he eats the couch. So He has a strange addiction. He's just... <laughs> he loves eating couch. No, he's just, you know, he's a man. Murray is a man. He likes. He wants eat- to hang out on the couch. He likes eating, he likes eating couch, yes. But But he ate my couch, and we just bought the couch, and it... You know, it cost a couple bucks, so we don't want the dog eating mm. the couch. So he, he lives in the kitchen and in the backyard during the day. And so we had to fortify. You've made your house into an obstacle course. Yeah, because that's what's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the first time it's come up, but I've been here many times. It just seems ridiculous because you're blocking one of the door- entryways with a huge, like, just huge 
not nice looking. It doesn't fit with it's, the room. It looks it's horrible. It's the weirdest It looks thing. horrible. Or just put a fucking door. And then every time, I, but every time I come over, the dog literally is walking around everywhere and walks from this room to that room to every room yeah, in the house. They, and I'm like, okay, so why do, we, why do we block this door? Why is this, why is this door so, why, why is this doorway? Because. It's there, like you gave birth to a giant and you don't want him to get him. Because the, the dog gets nervous when we're away, so he eats the couch. So I want to keep him away from the couch, so I shut off that doorway. But what happens is I have like um, baby rails. Yeah, I have, I have baby rails that go up to about sixty inches in the doorway because forty six inches was not enough for my dog, which is about what about about uh, about fourteen inches high off the ground. Right. I have a little dog, but he can jump fifty inches. He's amazing. So we've actually we've seen him scale forty six. Like we we we'd walk outside of the house and we'd peer through the window, yeah. and he would jump over forty six inches to get into the living room. My God! When we leave, because he gets anxiety when we're gone. So for Furry Murray, we have sixty inches worth of like uh, those little baby gates you put up. Yeah. We have three stacked up, and so that he can't get over. And I, so, I counted four. <laughs> I think I counted four. Well, it's kind. It's kind of. I think high. it's a four now. Yeah, I think it's a four. You, you lost count. That's what happened. So in order to prevent, so we don't take him down during normal times when everybody's free and the dog roams around the whole house. But this is not a man's house anymore. Yeah, no. you're you're adjusting too much to your dog's bad behavior. Yeah. So he eats the couch. He should. So he eats the couch. He the couch cost me a thousand dollars. You have to look at it from the. Let, let me finish. Let, let me finish. <laughs> you have to look at it from here. He's not supposed to be doing that in the first place. That's a bad behavior. Yeah, but when you're you, gone for eight hours of the day, you can't control that. And then you come back, and then we got to pay for to have the, the couch fixed again. We, we've always already sunk two hundred dollars in fixing the couch. But where did you learn that word? Can't. Where did you learn that word? Get it out. Get it out. I learned it you by have, kindergarten. They told me. <laughs> well, I learned good. my limitations. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was, was held it was back. The school system. I was held back. I'm sorry. You were back. Well, one. I kindergarten was hard for me. Want to talk the, about the that? preschool to kindergarten transition was not good. Some, Sorry, we have a weird edifice in the living in in the <laughs> kitchen so that the dog doesn't get into the living room during the day when we're not here. Well, so be it. It's what we have to deal with. But we love our dog. But it's it's mainly like it looks like it's been busted out, right? Sounds to me like you don't want to discipline your fucking dog. Yeah, that's thank but, you. Instead of getting him a good little a, a little beaten, thank you, Oscar. That maybe he deserves. You're just dog. gonna go ahead. Well, what is you know you have to. Figure all this shit out before you guys decide to have children. We're not going to... I mean, the kid's not going to eat the couch. You never know. Unless he has a strange addiction. A strange addiction. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, well, okay. So, we have... I mean, people... This is an accommodation. You're, you're going to... I'm sorry, Todd. You're going to take it as like a, a thing where he... The baby shits on the couch once, and you're going to see that as like, oh, we got to build a wall around this. You know? You're building a wall around that. Fix the problem. You put a diaper Tear on Tear down baby. the wall. <laughs> Thank you. Tear. I knew that, that that was good. Tear down the wall, dude. Damn it. The good news is, what people didn't notice when they came over to my house, normally you're greeted by myself, uh, Furry Murray, you huh? know, my family, and my, my dear, loving wife, oh, yeah. who is in London right now. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sarah's in London right now, and so it's a Saturday night. We already recorded one show today. It's a Saturday night, and instead of going out and partying, we're recording podcasts. B- boom. Yeah. But 
But so it, it's it's a free night, and I, I was thinking to myself, in, instead of re- recording a podcast, what we should have done is we should have like gone out and really partied hard, because you know while while the wife's away, the boys will play. I mean, it's it's very rare that I get five days, yeah. uh, you know, with, with without the wife. So I was like, man, without the yakety yak. I think I think maybe it's I'm a, just old enough that I can go to a rave these days. I can I can I can resume my raving days. No. <laughs> yeah, it's feel this a little yeah. happy hardcore. Uh, we could go out. We could hit the rave. You, wait for the beat tonight. Yeah. Feel that. Feel that. I want to hear the launch. It's 1997 all over again. Wow. The Lord of New Year's has returned. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. This is such a good night. Oh my God. Oscar's been such great. I love you, man. Oh my God. I love God. you, man. Oh my no, God. I fucking love you, dude. I this think is... I'm peaking right now. Poor. Oh, oh no. Uh, it's hot. I'm gonna go put my head in the speaker. Let's go put our head in the speaker right now. Oh my god, there's a cute girl over here in fluffy pants. Oh. I'm at one with Look, the universe. There, there's a fairy over there. Oh wow. <laughs> Let's follow. <laughs> Let's follow her. Anybody have any water? Do you have any water, Oscar? Uh, Let's no. go walk over and get some water. Oh my god, this beat is, <laughs> feels so good. Happy hardcore uh, forever. This is every Thursday? What? Oh, dude. I feel like I'm going to puke. You're going to puke, guy? Dude, uh, dude, just feel a little real. nauseous. If you're feeling like you need to puke, dude, just do it. Uh, just do it all over the place. Real. It's fine. Uh, Everything's fine in this universe. Everything's great. We're at a rave. Oh, my God. Uh, Here's a Q-tip. Oh, my God. Hey, do have any vapor rub? Buck, do you have any vapor rub? You know I do, my friend. Hey, look, there's, there's a crazy German dude. Let's get away from him. Oh, my God. So... Some creepy German dude's trying to give dude, me ecstasy. You're harshing my vibe right now, dude. Oh my god, but your vibe is so clear right now. I'm really feeling you, Oscar. Is everyone okay? Is everyone around here okay? Yeah, we're feeling great, man. Oh, thank you. Oh. It's New Year's. We could have been doing that right now. But instead, we're recording a podcast. Uh, I feel better not doing that. How long has it been, Oscar, since you heard happy hardcore music? Um, Since... Honestly, probably the last time was was I was driving. We we were driving home from a rave, and I just felt that the window, the windshield, was like was wrapping around my head. Yes, yes. And <laughs> and that night, I ended up seeing a bear that was actually just a tree outside of USC. I think Oscar and I one night we went to a uh, interesting. I think the last rave I went to was maybe I think maybe we went to a couple parties in Chinatown later. But Oscar and I went to a rave. Over by uh, University of Southern California, at, over by USC at um, sports arena, right? At the sports arena, LA sports arena, and we went there. And what happened was, we happened to take some party favors that people take at a rave. Right? Yes, and uh, you know it was like 2001. We were single men at the time, and you know we took some party favors at a rave and realized that we, you know, by the time the rave ended, I shouldn't really drive home. No, you realize that the party favor it was still. Ready to party. This, still still this, kicking. This stuff was the young man's drug. Like, you guys weren't as experienced as the young kids. You were taking the young kids' drug. No, but we had been... We no, had, I think we, we had, were the young kids. No, <laughs> well, we were getting older, but we yeah, had partied for years. So it was like a last hurrah right, of the right. rave scene. And then, so I went to a... I knew a guy who lived around there, and this was like four in the morning. So we just went, walked to his house and knocked on his door, saying, we need to come pass out at your house, and he didn't open the door. That's right. So we just sat in our car, and then we sat at a Denny's, oh. and we sat at the Denny's, and the problem was, 
at a Denny's on Hoover in L.A., which is near Oof. the hood. Yeah, exactly. And we, we sat in the Denny's, and we were just like, well, we'll just hang out here for a couple of hours, have some coffee, <clears throat> maybe a moon's over my hammy that we can't eat, just to, to where we feel we can drive home. And right next to us was a table full of cops. Yes. What? And we were right in the, uh, the funniest <laughs> part was that we were right next to where the cook's kitchen. And the cooks were making, they, they were making their food, but they were listening to ranchero music. And all I heard was rave music. Right. You would hear ranchero mm-hmm. music, like Oscar, sing some good ranchero music. <laughs> sing, 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 sing some chente. Y volver, volver, volver. It was exactly like that. And, and oh. that's what we heard for like two hours right next to the LAPD. So I, I, the whole time during these experiences, the whole conversation goes, just maintain, dude. Just maintain. <laughs> and so every once in a while, Denny's has some crazy carpet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like, it was it, making waves. Denny's has some crazy carpet. If you took some party favors and then went to a Denny's where they have this industrial carpet, which it has so many designs in it, so that if somebody spills their uh, buffalo wings, you don't notice it if no one cleans it up. Ah. After some party favors, that floor is very entertaining, and so you keep feeling compelled to stare at the floor because it's like moving nicely and everything. But then you're like, dude, look up. There's cops. And we sat down and kind of freaked out and kind of, and kind of ruined the buzz. But we got home safe. Yeah, we did. Because we waited it out. Yeah. And, mm. uh, you know. Who, who, no, nothing like, you know, drinking wine at six in the morning trying to go to sleep that day. Yeah, I think that's what we did. But, yep. you know, you, par for the course. That's the party life. And that's what we should be doing right now. And we should be hanging out at cops with Denny's high on drugs, is what you're saying. I'm not saying we took drugs, Buck. No. I'm sorry. Party favors. <laughs> but <laughs> Let's th- keep everything on the level. Thinking about happy hardcore music, yeah. Oscar and me and Buck, we used to play in a band together uh, a long time ago, and this this was from like '97 to maybe '04 or something. We during the band days, and I think Buck maybe joined in '99. But the the happy hardcore, the rave scene, because we, you know, I was always a fan, and we were always a fan of like punk rock music, and but we also liked like the the rave scene was having a big influence musically on the band. Right. Right. And I was trying to sell to Oscar. And I don't know how well I did this, but we can discuss. And I, I was trying to sell to Buck as well. Yeah. Uh, Oscar dealt with the brunt of this, and then you joined the band. But I was saying we should take punk rock music and combine it with like the rave scene music and like happy hardcore, like that upbeat electro music with the upbeat punk rock. Right. Right. Okay. And then this is what happened. <laughs> This is what occurred. This is what happened. And you can judge it. But I'm saying that we were innovators in music. Like wow. this. Yeah. yeah. It's techno, but it's punk. Mm-hmm. You can't fuck with this shit. It's, it's starting to build. Starting to build. Hey, is this techno? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm listening to. Is this punk rock? I don't know, maybe. Um, Tune in Tokyo. Yeah. 
great vocal. Yeah, you were on the distorted vocal thing before with the thing. Let's see. So, I don't know. That was... It was, an, ex- sorry, it was an experiment. That was definitely a, a fad. <laughs> as far as... I'm, we were hanging out recently with one of your friends from Sears. Who was that? Jim. Jim? Yeah. And uh, Jim was recalling once seeing us play live. Yeah, seeing the band play. We were playing at the uh, Roxy, I think. Yeah. yeah Jim at, was telling the story. Yeah. I think he went... He said he went to the uh, restroom like right as we started. Went to the restroom and two guys were in there and they're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like our first song. Like that was our first song. But literally that that kind of summed it up for me. Like I was like, oh, that's I, I feel that if people were actually like, wait, what the fuck are they doing up there? Like I kind of felt felt that sometimes. Oddly, by the good. time we yeah. played the Roxy, we were a lot better than what you just heard right now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We were at the top I, of our game. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still like, what the fuck? Well, you know. Yeah. You know, they, they say when you're doing something creative, you don't want anybody to be on the fence. You want people to be like, they either hate it yeah. or they love it. Yeah, sure, bad publicity sure. is good publicity. Yeah. Right. Or, or, you know, if you do a podcast, maybe, or if, if, you're a, if you're a personality, like the biggest personalities in the world of broadcasting, whether you're Howard Stern, whether you're Rush Limbaugh, right? There's, there's people going, oh my God, I fucking hate that. And then there's people going, oh my God, I fucking love that, right? Right. And, and, and same thing in music. You know, I'm sure when the Sex Pistols came out, people, a large majority of people were like, oh, fuck this, I hate this music. Yeah, you polarize it. And then some people love it. The only problem with our band was there wasn't a lot of people saying they loved it, but there was a lot of people saying... We didn't like it. What What, the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Yeah. So so I'm thinking maybe that our band, if if somehow we get our music out, we'll have like a Rodriguez moment. Wow. Where like Rodriguez, who who didn't (laughs) realize he who's now wildly famous at 70, but when he made his music in the late 60s, early 70s, nobody appreciated it. We think we're going to show up to only like 50 people. And honestly, 50,000 will show up. They might. People might want to hear what happens when Acme Pop There's... finally gets back together and plays the hits that maybe... We, I was ahead of my time. I was... I was we, we... I'm saying I. I'm sorry. It's but I had, to, I, had to, I had to force these ideas on you people. But, you know, we were, we were trying to make combinations of music that didn't happen naturally in nature. We just got to find some tribe in South Africa to have our music play as their struggle song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tune in Tokyo is not it. I don't think. It will be their struggle song. And then we got that whole Rodriguez vibe is what I'm saying. That's true. You know, we, we just find some tribe. We find some tribe and they put out the vibe. There you go. Wait, yeah. you, you sound like Al Sharpton there. Well, I'm trying to sell <laughs> some I'm trying tribe. to sell shit. Okay? I'm trying to sell some shit. I, I, I like where you're coming from. Thank you. In closing, fans of Tune in Tokyo... Are we happy we made Tune in Tokyo and put that out for the world? Hell yes. Or are we yeah. upset about it? No, it was a good it was a good time. It was. It was. Time. Yeah, it was a real good time and listening to it now it sounds even better. Not really. Than when we recorded it four times. No, the the, <laughs> the song the song that we did that was uh, Let's do it again. Yeah, the song that we did that was Animal Farm, right? We played that one. We recorded that one like five different versions of it. So yeah. that was the that, hit. 
That was the hit. Yeah. That's what everybody came. I would, I'd say the H E was probably recorded twelve times, mm. and I think that there was an Acme Pop version of H E, oh. which was the Alien version. Yes, where I sped my voice up like an alien. <laughs> wow. Yes. You know. wow, it was good times. See, innovative. Hey, you. You know, and now you're hearing us doing a podcast. I like, I like that the fact that the three of us are still back in a garage making something. This time, we've decided to be smart enough and not use instruments. And to you're still doing alien shit, right? Yes, <laughs> that's what's scary too. <laughs> nothing, is nothing, nothing changes. has fucking changed. No, holy shit. No, all right. Well, but cool. you're doing alien shit too. Sorry, I'm down with it. You were on that show. I was on it. Yeah, yeah. Oscar, you were on that show <laughs> I too. I was. Oh well, man. I, I I can't wait to see what happens when we're fifty. And what the hell new medium will try to master? Chances are there'll be aliens involved. <laughs> yes, there will be. No matter what, there will be aliens. Let's get on to today's topic. So, we talked on the last show that I was in India, right? Right. And in India, they have a, an interesting thing that they're into, and it's called betel nut. You heard about this, Kevin? You heard about, you know about no, this? No, no, what is Well, betel nut is like, uh, I read about it before I went over, because I was like, I want to find some interesting way to catch a buzz while I'm there. And uh, with betel nut, what it is is it has like a stimulant in it, and it's like a it's a, a, a chewy nut that people pull out of like a tree, and all the Indian guys chew it. Like with, they mix it with tobacco, and they spit it all over the place. So it's like a chewing tobacco thing, but it's a stimulant. So I tried betel nut a few times. It didn't do anything until I met this one Indian guy who was like, try this. <laughs> Because I can always find that guy. Try my shit. Yeah, exactly. I, you have a talent. And so the guy put some in my mouth. And I, I chewed it, and I, I put it in my gum, and like literally in two seconds, I was like, oh, how are you doing? You're buzzing. It, I was immediately, it was a stimulant. It's like an upper hmm. that's uh, illegal here. And I was like, oh, can I get more of that? And then, But then it tore up my mouth so bad. Like, you know, uh, I don't know if you eat, like, you eat cereal, and it rips your mouth open, you eat some Captain Crunch. The battle nut did that to me, so I was like, I'm not taking that anymore, but uh, it definitely was kind of awesome, and I'd like to have some if it's available around here, but that's a that's an interesting addiction that the Indians are into. And it's a, from a tree? Yeah, it's a, it grows on a tree, and people cut it down, and they chomp it. But could, you can, could, why come you couldn't bring some of that back so you can plant it in your backyard, dude? Well, I didn't know whether it was illegal here or not. How or else they I know? Well, I don't want to go through customs and then wind up in jail. I don't want to be Adam, locked you, up you at Heathrow. Yeah. I got some better nut on me. I got too much years. to lose. <laughs> I, got, I got a house with the Fenway Park Green Monster in my living room trying to keep the dog out. That being said, if you ever got put in a Thailandese prison, something like that, would Furry Murray go to me? Can I have him? Yes. Am I, I like his godfather? If I, had to, if I had to pick one friend because you're such a dog lover and you and Murray have this bond... <laughs> That I, 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 I think you guys could hang. Is it a love hate relationship you have with Murray? Pretty much. I think it's a love love. I love love. Okay. I love to hate him. Didn't he? But didn't I, he uh, like always bark at you? I think, I, I think <laughs> that, that's all subsided. Yeah. No. We we tried to walk walk around the block a few times. Yeah. And then we we bonded in Venice. Once he shit, you guys were cool. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, that's good. It, it it if you defecate in front of anyone, the 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 <laughs> social so bubble. Much, it just it just. Yeah. Burst, you know, I found that in life. Yeah, I, th- I think that's true. It's the ultimate intimate experience when you take a dog to go uh, knock one out, and the dog curls one out, and then you pick it up. I was, yeah. I was talking about my third date, but all right, <laughs> wherever you want to go. But that was on your chest, right? No, well, and then you had the dog. You had the doggy bag. You picked it up off Let's your not chest. Talk about my shiza <laughs> videos. All right, 
That's a whole other topic. All right, so let's get into... On TLC, they have a show called My Strange Addiction. We're going to break some of these down. So here's oh. uh, here's an interesting one we got here. This is Nicole. I'm 26 years old. My name is Nicole. I'm 26 years old. And I'm addicted to eating drywall. God damn, girl. I am literally eating my house. <laughs> Nicole has been addicted to eating drywall for over seven years. Ooh. It started innocently with a bite of chalk. <laughs> it always oh, starts innocently shit. with biting chalk. You know what? Chalk leads to many different things. Oh, yeah. I, I bet for her, she just wishes it ended with chalk. Right, because talk about if you're her landlord, she's the world's worst tenant. Like, I, I, I don't know if she's a homeowner or not, or whether she rents, but like having someone come in and you come out, there's a big hole in the wall, and she's like, "Yeah, I just I eat the, the drywall." She's like a five foot termite, dude. Because that shit is crazy. <laughs> That shit is insane. <laughs> because some people like her, the new lease agreements are going to have this in writing. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a whole other five pages you gotta you gotta go through. I switched from chalk to drywall because drywall tastes better than chalk to me. Yeah, it's true. Now, Nicole ingests drywall up to six times a day. I love the smell of drywall, the texture of it, the taste. I love everything about drywall. Dude, I'm loving I- her for one reason. Cheap-ass date. Okay. <laughs> you want to come by my house, just chew on the wall? That's fine with me. So you have to take her to the Home Depot first? I just fuck that. I'm going straight to my pad. I don't care. Oh, you're just putting her to the wall. <laughs> she's not. She's not lasting for long. So you know, <laughs> I could take a few scrapes off my wall. It's no problem. I'll, I'll just repaint, redo it. Just re drywall. Yeah, re drywall. Because no a piece of drywall is like fifteen bucks, right? It's not. It's not that. It's not ex- much. Yeah. We we drywalled my my living room in here, and uh, it does it does kick up a certain amount of dust. I feel like if you're kissing her. You're going to need some kind of lubricant in your mouth, mm. like maybe some Oof. kind of exotic oils, because it's going to be a real chalky tongue. So, yeah, just dry mouth instantly, yeah. Yeah, so she's, she has like permanent cotton mouth. She's like you, Buck. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of cotton mouthy. Get drywall wherever I can find it. My house, for instance, my friend's house, and sometimes my grandmother's house. She eats her friend's house. <laughs> I, she's not coming back to my house. If that's it. like, no matter how good her company is, right. if like you go to go take a piss and then you find her mouth like clawing away at like your living room wall, it's the most uncomfortable situation ever. Yeah, like you find someone eating your house. The drywall has like plaster on it and shit before it gets painted in your living room. So is she pull, peeling that off beforehand or what? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe the, that initial layer, but maybe that's part of the joy. Maybe for her, it's like, you know, it's when you fo- see foreplay. Yeah, when you see a woman and you're taking down the panties. Yeah. With her, it's that initial layer of that paper or plaster, and then she gets right into the drywall. She's just getting out like Pac-Man. It's like, yeah. Oh that's, my god, this is not the weirdest addiction, but it fucking sucks. Like to have her as a friend or relative, you can't trust this bitch. <laughs> You're literally eating me out of house and home. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have a friend that steals yeah. from me than one that would try to eat my house. Yeah, eat my house and home. Like you're ruining my property value every time you come over. What was her name? Michelle? I think it was it Michelle? Mm-hmm. I think that was it. I don't know. My notes here. Oh no. All right, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. See if anybody can beat her. Like the dramatic music. My name is Michelle. 
I am 29 years old. I am a tattoo artist, and I am addicted to drinking animal blood. Now, wait, wait. Listen no. back to that. No. Like, not. listen how she said animal blood, and it yeah. sounded like a punch-in. Right. Like, you ever, you ever hear, like, a punch-in on, like, audio? Like, animal you, blood. You might hear it on this show. I think she said human blood, but then they cut it in later where she says animal. Listen again. Hmm. My name is Michelle. I am 29 years old. I am a tattoo artist, and I am addicted to drinking animal blood. Yeah, they did definitely cut it right there, and she said something after that. Because mm. I'm thinking, like, human blood, that they're going to have some kind of a liability issue with that. Yeah. Maybe. So the human blood would be the director's take one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or maybe uh, TLC Legal came back and was like, could you maybe uh, recut that real quick so you know we don't have any uh, liability on that? But really, that's just something to where it's like, you're not addicted to that. You just like, she's a show off. She's a bra- yeah. she's a brag hard. <laughs> she is this chick. I I, I know. She yeah, she's just a brag hard. Oh, I drink human animal blood. Right, I almost get, said human. Guess yeah. the weight. Guess the weight on this girl. Tattoo artist. Yeah. One, vampire. One nineteen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking height. Into You're going thin. You're going, yeah, thin. I'm, I'm going thin. I was going. Gonna, I was going. Go I know thin the. Too. I know the answer. Oscar. I was going to go thin too. Like you know, thin. One oh five or something. Oh, she's she's big. She's a oh. big girl. Oh. Evidently, uh, animal blood is not... Uh, Damn. Is she a BBW? It's fat. And yeah, she's BBW. Because is tattoo she a, artist... Is she beautiful? She's beautiful. She's big. Oh, blood is beautiful. as important as water to me. I like to drink blood when I'm reading, when I'm relaxing, when I'm watching TV, when I'm painting. It's never a bad time for me to drink blood. Michelle has been addicted to drinking animal blood for the past 10 years. Oh. She needs seven liters oh, yeah. a week to satisfy her cravings and can't start her day without a sip. I wake up in the morning, I pour it into my coffee cup. Oh. I drink it. Oh. I get energized. I like to cook with blood. Oh. I like what? to make it in soup. I like to oh. cook it with stir fry. Oh. When I make Bloody Marys, I it's use blood. Vodka hot sauce and then I add the final touch a little bit of blood the the stir fry a little bit of Chinese food with blood in it though that almost sounds kind of appetizing I'll do it yeah MSG and blood hmm don't blood I prefer pig's blood to beef blood because I prefer the gaminess it's a little bit more salty than the beef blood is this like wine tasting what the fuck (laughs) I get irritable without it. I get angry. I don't want to leave my house. I want my blood. You dating this girl, Buck? <laughs> she does sound interesting. She does sound, you know, it's just, again, a brag hard. She's just trying to be a vampire by going through the vampire shit, you know? Yeah. No, 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 Buck. She's read too many, too much Anne Rice. Go ahead. Drywall girl. Yeah. Blood drinker girl. They come over to the Ooh. house. Who do you let in? They come in at the yeah, same time. I thought time. this was a double team scenario. I'm sorry. No, you can only have one. And because they're, they're they're both polar opposites. You think of like blood is like uh, it's runny, it's thick, right. it's red. The other chalky, mm. white, crusty. Which is one a thin which sister, is, the sorry, other a fat white chick. Yeah, the the three words you used right there have been used to describe me. Chalk, chalky white and what crusty <laughs> <laughs> I've been described as that it's crazy so I have to go with the sister who was the first one right yeah see I could tell she was a sister by her voice yeah but the the beautiful 
B- the BBW fooled me. Yeah. I thought she was she was very s- slender. No, no. It's, it's a big girl. It's a big girl. She She's like a Ren Faire chick that had to <laughs> uh, outdo all the oh, other Ren Faire yeah. chicks. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying she's bragging to him. She's Immediately bragging. I'm in on her. Oh, you're in on the wow. big girl. Oh, yeah. Wow. Why is that? You, you, you think she's going to get kinky? She's going to start pouring that blood down your chest? That might be all right. Would you be into that? I but, mean, you know, better than drywall. But no. then she's going to probably go for your neck. Now That's would, fine. You'd be into that? I mean, I don't know. she's a I, fang banger. I'm saying go slow, Oscar. <laughs> I'm saying go slow. On the way home tonight, just grab some Clamato juice. See what happens. Dude, I can make a nice michelada with some blood. See what happens with your woman tonight. Just bust out some Clamato juice on her. You know what I'm saying? See, see how she handles it? See what's up. I almost... Only one time in my life did I feel like I wanted to be the victim of a vampirus. Ooh. And I was at a, I was at Sarah in Long Beach on 7th Street one night. And I went out to the, the club and the, the, it was like goth night. And they had this one girl and she, she, she had a very large breast. And she was dancing on the dance floor and she had kind of like a, like a what do they call it? A, like a pleather bustier on. Yeah. And she was popping out all over the place. Nice. And I, I went up to her, and I was wearing like a, a tight Western shirt, like mm. kind of like a, like a like an like, like an Woody, old, yeah, like Woody, like an old school seventies uh, Western shirt. And I went up to her, and she was dancing. She had the goth dance going on where they put the hands up and so the, like trees, and like I'm in a Tim Burton film, like doing that dance. A lot, a lot of shoegazing. And I went up to her, and I said, "You can suck my blood anytime." And then she walked away. Yeah, that's a terrible line. Was that yeah. a bad line? I, I was opening things up for a good, good evening. I thought, man, you planned that to go a lot different. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 response would have been what? I, I thought that that I would have been yeah. the, one of the most open men she could have met that evening. Like she just doesn't say anything, just stares at you for a sec. Like, are you for real? And then just you walked just away. Came at me like, and then she willowed away. You know, she, she didn't, like, walk away firmly. She just kind of dan- danced away. She tried to pretend she didn't even hear you. Mm-hmm. Next one. My name is Carrie. I'm 53 years old. I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yep. She has tranny voice, by the way. She does. Uh, I saw the picture, and she's like a 50-year-old white woman, but she sounds like a tranny. She hot? No. Mm. No, she's not. Okay. And she talks very monotone. But what's her addiction? But out of the three, you got her because we already called yeah. her. So sorry. <laughs> I don't want her. <laughs> sorry, buddy. No choice, take, buddy. Take it for the team. Now, can you guess what her addiction might be just based on <clears throat> hearing the voice and hearing her bit? Colorado female. And then notice the voice is like this. So there's a certain amount of dryness in the vocal cord. What could dry out a vocal cord? Gunpowder. Mm. Not a bad one. Wrong. Hmm. Not bad. Buck, any idea? I don't know. Singing acapella too much? That always drives me out. <laughs> and I'm Just addicted acapella. to drinking my urine. Ah! I drink it like I'm in a beer drinking contest. <laughs> it's easier to drink than water. Sure is. For the past four years, Carrie has been drinking nearly all of her urine. Ugh. It started uh, as just one glass in the morning. Now she consumes up to five glasses every day. I always like how it, it started off. Like, it started off innocent. Like, one glass. Like, a glass of urine is a lot of urine. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation where you had to pee in a cup or, or, or pee in a, a water bottle. Like, Many you had times. to hang wang into something and then, you know, toss it out the window. I once... Sure. I don't know if I ever told this story, but I'll tell it. 
being very open here. Yeah, I'm sure this is a proud moment. I'm going to be open on this show. I was at the Red Line in Silver Lake, and I had a couple beers. Hmm. Now, Silver Lake in Los Angeles is a very hilly part of town. Yeah. Trying to remember the friend I was with, but uh, it wasn't one of y'all, I guess. No, thank God. And uh, I was at this... uh, bar in Silver Lake, and then we, we met some friends. I met my friend Alex. Oscar, you met my, my friend Alex, yes. R.C. And, and uh, I met Alex, and she goes, we're going, going to some friends' houses. Why don't you come up and meet up with me? I said, that's fine. So I drove to their house, but because I had a couple beers, I had to pee really bad, and the friends hadn't arrived yet. Right. So I was sitting in my car, and I was like, shit, I got to piss, right? So what do I do? I didn't want to go piss on a tree or whatever. It was a nice neighborhood. So I looked around and I had some coffee cups in my car because I always have like 50 coffee cups because... Okay. Uh, so you're kind of like me in that way. Yeah, I got some coffee cups in there. And I'm a commuter, so I'm always, you know, in my car. And so I was sitting down and the problem was I was on a hill, so I was kind of leaning back in, in my seat. Right. You know, I was, it was like uphill and I was sitting in there and I said, shit, well, I might as well just piss in this coffee cup, right? So I grabbed a coffee cup <laughs> and I, I pulled out my weenus. <laughs> You gotta gauge it though. I mean, is it one cup or two? I, I didn't know what I had. Seriously, I would gauge. Like I'd be like, dude, this is a four cup alarm. You know what right. I'm saying? The yeah. problem was I think it was a four cup, but it's hard to stop when you start, right? No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, want to, yeah. I pulled my wiener out of my my uh, pants and I, I hung it. This is very long. It's very long. So I maybe you know the cup was near the you know the it took pedals. like twenty minutes to get out. Yeah, and and, and so then I, I started peeing and the problem was because uh, I was on an incline mm-hmm. and had to tilt the cup a little bit. Eventually, I filled it. I filled it to the point where it it the urine ran back onto my pants, <laughs> and so then like I, it looked like I pissed myself. Nice move, Ace. Yeah. And literally, I did, but I pissed in the cup, and then it, it ran back onto my my shorts. The so, urine revenge. So then I I took the cup and then I, I poured the urine out of the car, and then I did like a. Uh, like I'm sure if there was a leak sprung in one of the lifeboats on the Titanic, you know, you're just kind of pouring out. Mm-hmm. So I peed in the cup and then I dumped it in the street and I peed in the cup and I dumped it in the street. And then I had to kind of pull my shirt over. So when, once they got home, I went to the guy's house and sat down on his couch and uh, had some beers. And, uh, At this point, it's a shirt of shame. Yeah, it you're was. Just, a, you're just covering the shameness. But, but nobody noticed. Hmm. What did you do with the cup <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> I believe I disposed of the cup in Silver Lake. Did nobody notice or did no one come up to you and say, did you piss your pants? No, because I pulled the shirt over. I didn't pee on the shirt, man. You got to gauge the situation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look back. But, you know, it's it's, it's shit you do in order to party. Let's let's hear some more. I like warm pee. (laughs) It's comforting. (laughs) The first time I drank my urine, I didn't throw up. First time I... She's going to put me to sleep. Yeah. She's she's like the Hal Nine Thousand of urine drinkers, like yeah. she has a certain computer quality to her voice. It's like you go on a first date with her, and it's like, so Buck, how was the first date? And it's like, well, she was pretty cool, you know. She drank her own piss, but she had the most annoying voice in the world, so I couldn't keep going out with her. Yeah, that's what killed it. And it wasn't horrible, so I thought, you know what, I can do this. My urine does smell, depending on what I eat. Today it tastes a whole lot different than it did four years ago. Sometimes it's salty. Sometimes it tastes like plum champagne. 
Is she drinking it right now? Mmm. Maybe a little lemony. Mm. Uh, a, a little hint of a uh, paradise. Right I think there. that she might be the worst one so far. She, she's the worst. She's yeah. pretty raunchy. So out of all those addictions, Oscar, which one would you be most leak like, least likely to get into? The pee drinking. You wouldn't. You would never. But let's let's say that you had to. Do, I mean, to live or live or die. I mean, all the best stories end up being a guy's like. At that point, I had to drink my own piss. I mean, maybe, but I'd rather drink my own blood. You'd rather drink your own blood yeah. or eat your own drywall, like. At that point, when I was stuck on the middle of the river Ganges, I had to drink my own. I had to drink. I, I had to eat my own drywall. I don't yeah, really blew that fucking joke. <laughs> <in there. laughs> well, if, if tough times are tough times, you got to do it. Yeah, you know. I'm saying the uh, BBW vampire is the craziest chick to me. That just she's just doing it for publicity. She just wants to be a vampire. All right, here, here's here's our, our Go last. Go watch one. Twilight. Twitard. My name is Tamara. I'm 33 years old. I live in Jonesboro, Georgia, and I'm addicted to my pillow. Oh, that's nice. Tamara has been addicted to her pillow since she was four years yeah, old. Yeah, that's that's. A she carries it at least 18 hours a day and treats it as a best friend. Well, my pillow actually has a name, and it's Boo. Hey, Boo. Something about the sensation of my hands—that's the main thing. My pillow goes in a car with oh, me. God. Grocery store, movie theaters, daily walks. I don't bring it in the restroom area. I just, I don't do that. Now she's cute. Yeah. I saw the visuals. Oh. She's a cute chick. Yeah. That thing is a fucking bacteria trap, though. <laughs> yeah. She's had it. She's had it since she was four years old. Okay? Think about the amount of dust mites in that. Like, just think about oh. a sit and sleep ad where like Larry Miller opens up the mattress oh, and you yeah. see all the dust mites in the mattress. Yeah. Now a pillow. Not that I know this, but no. after one year, you're supposed to replace because of the amount of dust mites. Not that I've ever worked on this advertising I, I, account, but I replace every six months. Every six months yeah. on the pillow, I change my oil every three years. I change <laughs> my pillow every six months. <laughs> it's a good way to go. Well, that's what I do. I've, so, had, I've had the same pillow since I was four. Okay, that's disgusting. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> well, well, to be fair though, Oscar doesn't have any. There's not a lot of hair. So it's like Buck. Buck's and I, and I have neck problems. I need to have that pillow. Yeah. So Buck, you have a lot of hair on your head, so you might be transferring a certain amount of hair right. product Dander. into the pillow. Dander. Like you blow through a pillow much quicker than Oscar yeah. and I. Also, you know what? Uh, confession, hashtag real talk. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a slobber. <laughs> I slobber. I do tend like I'm a slobber. You're a drooler. Yeah, I'm a drooler, man. Ooh. I'm a drooler, man. Wait, so this goes with the fact uh, that we've talked many times about uh, you have you, you don't want to shake Buck's hand if you meet him because yeah. his hands sweat. Not too bad right now, boy. His <laughs> mouth sweats as well. Yeah, you have exactly. a, a foot sweat problem. Yeah, I, I have been called swamp foot. Yes. So you should also, probably switch out your mattress maybe every three years. Yeah. Your your pillow. I'm sure your head sweats too. I'm just gonna go on I'm that. A very sweaty person up there too. Yeah, yeah. Landurally, I'm just out there. You know. I'm thinking about this chair you've been sitting on for the last three years doing the Far Out podcast. Yeah. What do you think? You think maybe I should switch out the uh, the, the oh the uh, the very, cushion here? The very comfortable cushion. It's it's orthopedic to me at this point. It's like you know got the shape of my ass in there. So when you good. sit down, it's like. <laughs> You know, this is kind of off topic. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit. 
on my recent trip to India, it was a very long plane flight. You have uh, 10 hours to London, and then you do about eight and a half hours to India, right? Okay. And before I left, I knew that I'm not going to have any Mexican food for about two weeks. <laughs> so I went to this place in Playa del Rey that's amazing off of Culver Boulevard uh, on my work lunch break, and I ate a shitload of like carne asada with a lot of beans. Right. And then I sat on the plane, and there's something about the uh, when you get up in the air, it creates a lot more gas. Like you fart a lot more when you're on a plane. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, oh, yeah. but it's something about the air pressure. You have more gas. I'm ripping. And when you eat a lot of Indian yeah. food, you get a lot more gas. Now, I, I, when I was sitting on the plane flight over, I, I seriously, I just constantly farted. Mm-hmm. Now, what I believe is that in airplanes, they do this. They won't tell you about it, but they have some kind of filter on the seat so that everybody who's passing gas, it doesn't smell. What? Yes, and because I just kept farting and no one noticed until my wife later told me she was tired. I think you had some bad gas on the plane, <laughs> but yeah. I think they have almost like a glade, like a glade ass crack thing that they have down there, <laughs> so you can sit because you're also farting into a life preserver <laughs> because also it's you know you can use your seat as a flotation device. Yes, can so, I say something about the situation? You were in a you were in a situation with a lot of people you were doing something that was not you know pc you were farting well and and depends on what what country i'm flying no one, over. Sa- no one said anything to you except for your loving wife right well she knows my gas from anybody else's yes put this in the urine the urine uh, experience you had you know those people knew you pissed your pants. They're just they're <laughs> no just, one wanted to say they're shit. They're just not telling you. Really? You know that you need someone like Sarah in your life. Sarah was not there that night, right? Uh, no, no, she was not. That's what I'm saying. You, you pissed your pants. They knew it. Everybody knew. They knew, dude. They they're like, look at the shirt. No, they're, then they they would have a problem with me sitting on their couch if they knew I had a pant mm. uh, my pants full of pee pee. Was it the back stain? I don't get it. No. I mean, well, it was the top, so it was That's probably okay. You're safe, yeah. Because I, I don't I have a vagina. A vagina pisses down like uh, towards I realize the ass. that. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> well, I think. But, uh, I'd let you sit on my couch if you pissed your pants. If it was the front, I'd let I'm you. I'm not sure that I would. Yeah. You wouldn't? Mm. Oh, huh? I appreciate that, Oscar, because I don't know if, like, Oscar, you came over, you're like, yo, I just wet my pants. I'd be like, eh, stand. <laughs> or maybe I'd put you on my my uh, backyard furniture. I wouldn't allow you to, I wouldn't allow you to uh, sleep naked on my couch either. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have done that. I wouldn't let you buy next to my pillow, but my couch is okay. Not my boo. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Thank you for showing up today. Oh, thank you. Do you have a strange addiction? Throw it up on our website at faroutpodcast.com in the comment section. Thank you, Oscar Taeda, for stopping by. Thank you. Molly Hugna. Such was lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I said good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne 
geht schlafen, der Tag ist vorbei.